Hey everybody and welcome back to BK's Bullets. We are here in Jim's Man Cave yet again for another recording of BK's Bullets Video Games Edition here on the Comic Timing Channel. I would like to thank my co-host Jim for hosting us. Hi Jim, how you doing? And thank you for having us. I think it's so funny that I have a 3,100 square foot house and we're less than a foot apart because we're using my Blue Yeti and I want to capture every syllable of what you're saying. Well, I forgot my uh, microphone device that I usually use. As a matter of fact, I could probably braid our knee hair together during this episode. <laughs> but for the loyal fans of BK's Bullets, I want you guys to know we do this with love for all of you. Yes. Not just each other. No. <laughs> Although we could. We could. We could. For posterity's sake. So I assume this is going to be the first of many podcasts of this type. Is this safe to assume? Uh, I mean, we have a lot to talk about. You've upgraded your system. Destiny 2 has come out. We've also played some games. We, we always seem to, uh, yeah, we always seem to focus on Destiny. It seems like it always goes back to, if you look at the history of our our time together. Well, we've had Assassin's Creed I was going to say talks. it's either Assassin's Creed or Destiny, but you are the driver and I, I am your passenger, so wherever it, you go, I shall follow. It is not my fault that Activision made such a game that you could talk about it for hours and hours and hours and dissect it. Not my fault that Ubisoft no, made agree. some shitty Assassin's Creed game I agree. Uh, that we could complain about for hours and hours and hours. No, I agree. So. But here we are. That being said, here we are. So, Jim, I have just experienced your new 4K upgrade. You did. Tell us a little bit about it. Well, uh, it all started when my wife went on travel <laughs> to... Uh, over the weekend, uh, many weekends ago, but it was over a weekend, and she went to the Best Buy store because she was bored on a Sunday. She, she worked on a Saturday. She was off all day Sunday, so she went to Best Buy, saw an HDR display for the first time, called me there and said, we have to have this. And me being the frugal one that I am said, but honey, please, how much is it? No, we didn't. We bought it. And... <laughs> Uh, it's the latest and greatest Sony. I don't know the model number. I couldn't tell you. Not it's important. irrelevant. But you saw it. I think it speaks for itself. I got a PlayStation 4 Pro. You got to see what I believe is the most beautiful HDR game to date, Horizon Zero Dawn. And I think it looks amazing. It looked good, and I we looked at uh, some sunset we scenes did. and stuff we, like that. We looked at the sunset together. We did, <laughs> sitting next to each other on the couch. We um, <laughs> holding hands. Also saw some really fine textured grass effects. Yes, like shadows on the grass, sun shadows blooms. on the rocks, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. sun rays or sun streaks, the Jesus rays or whatever. I don't know. Light sun flares. That's what yes. they're called. Okay. okay, I didn't know what they were called. So um, we saw them all. We saw them all. You got to see a little bit at night, although you kept dying. I did. I died before it got night. Um, What's strange is that you said it was really apparent at night, and I would think that it would be really apparent during the day because there's more light for them to HDR up. Well, it's interesting because at night, uh, when, when HDR displays any dark colors, any true blacks or dark blacks, you really start to see the difference between them at night because under a tree, for example, is darker in the moonlight than standing out looking up at a moon, like just in real life, you know? Right. You, you see a lot of that texture and it really starts to pop then as like the moon's going through tree leaves on the ground as opposed to 
like the star or the trunk or something where it's pitch black. And especially with a lot of the um, beasts, I don't know what we call them, machines, whatever. At night, they have a lot of glowing parts with a lot of streaks and lights and flares and such. And as they shoot like a projectile at you, it lights up the ground around them accurately. So it's like seeing fireworks and like like lighting a sparkler on Fourth of July. Oh, okay. It's got that effect to it, and you see that like you know when you like take a sparkler and you twirl it in your circle uh, circle really fast, mm-hmm. it kind of leaves like that trail. The game does that too. So that's where I feel like it really really shines. Which sounds weird because people want to see the contrast between day and night, but I think it's really the lighting effects at night that really make it stand out. I'll be honest. I it's a gorgeous game. It's a gorgeous display. I was not like, uh, oh my god, I need to have this. I need to upgrade my TV. I need to get an Xbox One X this fall. I wasn't, I wasn't convinced. You would say. I, you know, it's funny because when we were at the display when Rachel got back from her trip, we went to Best Buy, the Magnolia Theater, and we um, they show you a split screen of a game with HDR and not HDR, and I was one hundred percent convinced that that was doctored. I'm like, I saw Uncharted. I played through it. I loved it. No way Uncharted looked that bad. When you drew a split screen between HDR and HDR, I got home. I plugged in Uncharted. I put it on my 4, and I put it on my Pro, and it looks that bad. <laughs> so I think it's one of those things to me, I, and maybe I'm overstating it, but when I first saw HDR for the – I'm sorry. When I first saw HD for the first time, when I went from standard def to HD, it blew my mind. I think it was 720. Right. It blew my mind. To me, HDR does that again. A lot of people say, eh, maybe not as much. To me, it does. Not every game supports it. It's a very limited library. A very high point of entry. Very high point. TV was a lot of money. Right. PlayStation 4 Pro, a lot of money. Right. Um, getting it set up the way we did was a lot of money. But to me, as a gamer's gamer, you know, the top 1% of people who play every single game that ever comes out, bow bow before me. I bow down. Thank you. He is bowing, actually. Okay, get up. The, uh, (laughs) the, um, to me, it was worth an investment, and I am so happy I have it. But games that don't have HDR, like Destiny 2, drive me batty, because once you see that color, you cannot go back. Uh, It looks so flat and boring and dull, and you're like, oh, really? Well, you are so passionate about this medium, I don't fault you for no but upgrading but you didn't you didn't upgrade right away you waited a couple months i did they dropped um, the price a little bit you yeah. kind of waited to see how much support it was going to get and it seems like not much not as much as i hoped for the support so do, you, do we know how many games on the ps4 pro have hdr support less than a dozen really yeah um the more more keep coming they keep adding there's a really good subreddit that actually details it more than any other official site i've seen because you know jim the xbox one x should do all has 130 more. games that are gonna have 4k i'm very or hdr i'm support. very excited and i hope it's both um, it's pretty fucking sad if sony only has as you say less than a dozen you know what's funny i think this settles in my head for years i've always said this and I, i'm changing i'm officially making a bk's bullet announcement that i was wrong it's rare oh but what? the announcement is that when i was hearing about the pro and the xbox one x i said frame rate trumps anything Ooh. give me a frame rate give me a 720p at a 60 frame per second experience any day over a 30 frame 1080p experience any day of the week what you just saw was 30 frames a second yes if it went to 60 you would lose any of those effects that we saw i don't know which ones i would rather have 30 frames a second so there's my i was wrong 
the developers were right. I would much rather have quality with a lower frame rate. Obviously both, okay? I mean, let's face it. But if I had to choose on that set, I want it to look prettier and I want the lighting to look better. And to me, it's more immersive even at a lower frame rate than at a higher frame rate with less bells and whistles visually. I cannot wait to see the... Come over here, because I'm not going to upgrade that soon. But see Halo 5... 4K I HDR on the Xbox One X. Wait. All the little glowy things on the, the Promethean guns, the wait. ammo, the weapons, the energy stuff. That's going to be, I think, really impressive. And Gears. Gears is already there. I am. Uh, what I'm. With what I'm, HDR. I don't know if it's. I think it upscales to 4K on the, on the Xbox One I'm X. I'm not sure. Um, it does have HDR. The though. only thing that HDR will not fix on Halo is the story. <laughs> <laughs> or the or the or the weird frame rate when the dogs come from the oh, back yes, of the screen yes. towards I, you and like they look like they're jittering and jumping. And you heard I had the surround sound on. It was pretty pretty meaty. Put the speakers around. Yes. I think it's way more immersive. This is the most immersive game setup I've ever had, and I'm really happy where it is now. HDR is a very high price point, but I really think that for the few titles that are supported now and more to come, NAC is actually HDR, I think, too, which is bizarre. Of course, well, it's like a PlayStation. You know, it's Mark Cerny's yeah, love child, NAC 2. Um, but the few games that have it, it's so immersive and it's so fun. And when it when you know a game has like Final Fantasy 15 has it, I haven't played it yet. Resident Tomb Raider has it. I'm really excited to see what it's going to do. Resident Tomb Raider, great game. I'm excited. Definitely, I was, I was gonna start gonna, it and then I did. It's very similar to, the, I mean, the 15 minutes I was sticking around in um, Horizon Zero Dawn. It's right. very similar to that. Very gotcha. similar, right? No. But I mean, you played the the first remake, so yeah, I loved it. Yeah, I loved the original one. I thought it was great, and I'm sure this one will be even better. Yep. All right. Well, that that I think is very cool. Um, I guess my bum was I loaded up uh, Voodoo on there because I wanted to see what a HDR movie would look like. And I bought the 4K HDR version of Wonder Woman last week. And no go, yeah. Thinking I would bring it over here and be able to play it, and or at the very least get the digital copy to run. Right, right. And the PS4 Pro right now, at least on the Voodoo app, yeah. where I own a UHD digital copy, does not display it, which is a bummer. And I think that speaks to, I mean, Sony's always been about the games and they forgot the 4k blu-ray player yes. in the box yes um which is why it's i really think that's why it's a hundred dollars less than the xbox one x you may be right um i i'm not a big video guy but i've heard a lot of complaints about that i was considering buying apple tv the new one that just came out mm -hmm. because i know it has 4k support with hdr and all that stuff but i'm like i'll just wait for xbox because i know it'll happen uh, what is um what is i think becoming more and more apparent i think all the new releases as they come out are going to be are being released in 4K uh, HDR. Right. The first, really, the first one or the first mainstream one was like Deadpool. I think was the first, maybe not the first first one, but the first big movie that came out with HDR was Deadpool. Um, Batman v Superman, I think, is out, and now that it's slowly trickling out, but they're not doing any back catalog stuff. Gotcha. But I mean, that was this year that uh, you know, 2016, last year when Deadpool came out, so. It, the content is not there. Like Netflix, not 100% of their stuff is streaming in 4K. All their original um, content, not all, but a lot of their original content is streaming in 4K. Some of it's in HDR. But what's becoming apparent is that you're going to have to pay more for that extra little bit of information. I gotcha. Right? Uh, Netflix wants you to change your streaming option from 
$7.99 to like $11.99 or whatever, an extra five bucks for that extra data uh, that they need to send. That makes sense. Um, but I think Apple was pretty smart in loading in their, this is not video games related, but it's 4K related. If you already own a, a copy of a movie that from Apple that is 4K capable, mm -hmm. they're going to give you that copy already. I think uh, that's smart. And yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Their 4K movies are going to be a $20 price point, whereas on Vudu right now, if you were able to purchase it and able to stream it on your PS4 Pro, mm -hmm. you'd pay $30 for that to own that same streamable movie. So the TV um, actually has an Ethernet cable. It's not plugged in right now. Um, the guy forgot to do it after all this rigmarole. I could do it, but it's it's a huge cable management system behind the wall. So I can stream stuff, and it does have some apps built in. Like I don't know if it has Voodoo or whatever. If, if it has Amazon, Amazon the, gives you the 4K included in the price The little rate. bit I played with it, um, it is kind of far from the Wi-Fi point, so it did buffer. But he said that on for whatever reason, a lot of these TVs, the processors aren't like powerful enough. And he really recommends you having a third-party thing to do. Right. That's why when I'm waiting for the Xbox One X, it'll be hardwired, and I'm like, I'll just do it that I'm way. I'm surprised the PS4 Pro hasn't figured that out. It's been it's out for almost odd. a year. It's very odd to me. Um, but, you know, for somebody, again, who isn't a TV enthusiast in terms of, like, right. movies, it was for games, and it does that. Fine for I, you. That's Anybody else that Everybody wants... Everybody else is probably like, what you're saying? If they want saying, a 4K streaming box, get the new Apple TV or get the Xbox One X. Do not One get X. a PlayStation Pro because it can't run the movies. Exactly. So I agree. Which was disappointing. That's stupid. All right, so let's talk about what we came here to talk about today. Destiny 2 is out. It's here. It's been out for a couple weeks. Faction uh, Rally starts tomorrow. Yes, it does. And uh, we have both completed the campaign, completed the story. Yes. We've not run the raid. We've run some strikes, played some Crucible. Mm -hmm. And since mm -hmm. Faction Rally starts tomorrow, that should give you an in info in the, where the timeline is. Right. About three uh, weeks. No ago. Iron Banner. I haven't played Trials of the Nine. No I don't Sparrow think Racing have. League. No, no. No. But overall, um, my quick thoughts. It's definitely, to me, a Destiny 1.5. Right. It feels like another expansion, although I wonder if that is because... I was playing Rise of Iron, not consistently, but I checked back in right before Destiny 2 came out because okay. I wanted to try and do some more of the raids that I hadn't played yet. Ah, I understand. So because I've played Destiny so recently, it feels so familiar and therefore doesn't really seem like the next iteration. You know what I mean? So I agree with you. I, when I think of like a sequel, any sequel of any game, I think of what did not work in the first one that they fixed. And yes, Destiny, I think the biggest complaint, everyone felt really confident with the gunplay. Um, it never wanted to be a cover-based shooter, so it's not. Um, I still felt the controls were floaty going from 1 to 2, but when you really think about what the problem with 1 was... It, it, to me, it controls exactly the same. I agree. It was the story. That's, to me, the story was really weird in the first one. Didn't make sense. And I wanted a good narrative. Now, Taken King, I think, is a different story, but that's clearly more in line with what we see for Destiny 2. So I think they focused on the story, and it actually has some purpose now, which I like. Um, but you look at a lot of the other systems that were in place, and I still feel it's missing things. Most notably, after playing Horizon, really more than anything lately, I think the AI and Destiny is steps backwards from where it was. They're very dumb. They just walk forward. They were always pretty dumb, though. Yeah, and that's the thing that frustrates me because I think back to, like, the AI in... The Halo AI. Halo, which is Halo the same 5. guys. 
the Halo Five AI is still better than it was well, Destiny I, yeah, One I was or think, Two. I was thinking back to like Halo Three, where like we would see grunts and stuff like dive out of the way, take cover, flank you, work like a brute would come at you, and an elite would come around the corner. Like they work together to try to press an advantage, almost like Gears, where you did a lot of the cover based, and the right. AI would constantly like move around you. It's so mindless shooting. I don't know what the there is an appeal to it. I can't deny it. But it's so mindless, I never, ever felt, even fighting through the final boss, I never felt in danger. And every time I died, it was because, not because I was like, oh, I have to do this really hard platforming, or I have to shoot a thing before an enrage timer occurs. It was because I was being Rambo, and I wanted to get that last clip in, even when my shields were like, and I'm like, I should probably stop. I agree with you. There was really no difficult area... In the campaign, where I think there was a few in, I feel that way in the first, the first, even the even through the expansions, there were some difficult times where I died. Even a the lot. strikes, I only die when my teammates die, and I'm over there sticking my neck out trying to res them instead of just waiting the thirty seconds. Right, and I'm like, oh, I'll go help you up, and then I get killed because I'm not in a good position. Right, and that's really frustrating to me because maybe I don't know. I haven't played the Nightfall. I haven't played Leviathan yet. I will. I'm at two fifty eight power level, so I'm like right on the edge of doing those things. Um, but it, I'm hoping it's more challenging, but like after that, that's it. There's really nothing left. I don't know if there's an incentive for me to grind like I did in the first one because the raids were so hard. You're not going to play the raid because people are going to demand that you're at 300 power level oh, instead right. of 260. And they're not going to let you in. You're probably and right. you're going to get into one and they're going to go, oh, you're only 260. Oh, uh, these are, yeah. Now I'm, I'm curious to see how that guided games works. Um, there are ratings, so if clans do legit care, if you get in a guided game and they're jerks to you, you can downvote them, and after enough votes, they get taken off the list. I do like that idea. So I'm curious to see, and paper, it sounds good. I don't know if that's going to happen in actuality, but I got to say that I'm not as hyped about two as I was about one, which kind of makes sense, um, because the the thrill is kind of gone. But, um, it is fun and it is mindless. But because of the situation I am in with my backlog of games on my shelf over there that are still in the wrapping, I'm kind of like, I was done with Destiny until this faction thing. I'll get it. I'll get over 260. I'll throw my hat in for the Nightfall. Maybe you're right about Leviathan. We'll see. I'll probably put it back on the shelf until the next major uh, wave comes. I don't see myself like... Sticking with it. No, and I, and I, I don't think that... It's really any fault of... I mean, the game delivered on what it said it was going to do. I did like the story. It was interesting. Um, it was short. I did like the... I, but it was inter- it was interesting. And there's a lot of little fun things to do. But yeah. after the third or fourth little fun thing, I was like, oh, okay. And I'm good. Yeah. Uh, going back to your AI statement, I think mm-hmm. that is a victim of the open world, so to speak. The ba- big boundaried area. It's got a lot of processing power to compute oh, that that's stuff. that's true. Yeah, I agree. So I think if you had smarter AI, you would have to have a smaller environment Probably. to render and, and run all that stuff. And there is a nice big open world with a lot of things to do. There's constantly public events. There's constantly treasure chests and elite enemies and events. Pikes are coming. Ships land. Whatever it is. Like something is always going on that's like, oh, what's this? I want to go see. The biggest, the biggest improvement I think they had to the game... Aside from having a cohesive story that you had to play through campaign-wise, um, it wasn't that great to begin with, but it was cohesive and it wasn't there right. in Vanilla Destiny. The best thing that they added was the fucking map. Oh my god, yes. Because I remember looking for gold chests and stuff in Destiny 1, 
and people describing it or marking it on a map. But in Destiny 1, you could not see the map unless you were in orbit. Yes. So you. So would- I loaded up screenshots of the fucking map on my phone or my iPad, whatever I had next to me, kept that there, blew it up, and then would kind of try and figure out right. where I was or you know what this thing yeah, is. Yeah, exactly. You're um, searching. Remember in the Taken King, you had to go search for guys oh, to go kill them so to complete this quest? Annoying. They told you where it was, but you didn't know where that was in relation to where you are now. That map is a lifesaver at yes. this point. And they mark the public events. They got the treasure chest, the and lost sectors. You can mark sectors. them on your location, and it's like, go this. The diamond's like, go to this right. next but loading But you, you cannot set a custom marker yet, which is a little... Yeah, that is kind of frustrating. A little um, weird. It's like, it, there's just a lot of questions in here that it's like, why... This is standard in every other game, and now that you have this thing, why haven't you uh, applied all of the standards instead of just half? I feel like almost Destiny 2 just kind of played it safe. Like, they did add that clamber system where you can kind of, like, climb up on a wall. But it doesn't really feel right. Like, sometimes I'm like, am I going to make it? I don't know. It doesn't feel like as snappy as, like, Halo 5. Uh, that's, from, that is much better than Destiny 1. Oh, no, I agree. Because you would hit a wall and Remember you'd be, like, in, uh, you'd be up to, like, you're, you're just your ankles wouldn't hit and you would just, like, slide down. Like, the, oh. the Rise of Iron expansion, you had to climb this tower as, like, a jumping oh puzzle God, up this tower. So painful. And if you didn't have the right boost or whatever, it you sucks. would not make the jumps. Um, but I think about, like, just overall, like, all they really did was take the original Destiny... They added more descriptions to guns, great. They added more loot, great. They injected personality into everyone, not just Cade. Right. The loot drops are plentiful yes. in Destiny 2. That's Maybe too sure. plentiful, but that's I'm not going to complain because that was a big gripe of the first one, never getting stuff. Um, they all have cool descriptions now, every single item, even the crappy greens. Even if it's just like the same thing, they all have little quotes. Um, I feel more connected to my character that way because like, I feel like a gun has a story. They got rid of the RNG with you had to keep doing the same reroll with the gunsmith. I like that. Um, I don't feel like it took away in customization because there's still plenty of options for weapons. I like that you, they automatically guess your best power level. You don't have to have all your best gear equipped at one time to get a higher light level. They look into everything, whether it's your vault, on your person, right. what you have equipped, ready to go. And they automatically compute what your light le- best light level should be, and then base your RNG roll on that. So Correct. that that is nice. Yeah, and I and I like that there's some of that. Like it took out some of the guesswork and like what stats do I need to pad and like whatever. And each gun has its own little customization where you could change like the scope or like there's one or two options for each gun, the rate of fire or different types of bullets, whatever. So that's cool. So you do get a little bit of customization there, but. Other than that, it's really just more Destiny. So I agree with you. It is just really Destiny 1.5 because it's not... They didn't really push the envelope in any drastic way. They didn't try yeah. to do power-ups. They didn't add... They did add a couple new guns, which I kind of was expected. Um, I don't really like the grenade launcher, though. I haven't That's gotten one yet. You're not I haven't gotten much. one yet. Um, it's kind of weird. Uh, it bounces all over the place. Like, I haven't even gotten like the chain, any chain gun type. I haven't got that yet either. I'm still waiting for it. Like, I was th- hoping that there would be greens and blues of all these different new types I of weapons. I think a lot of them are more just exotics than anything. Exotic or um, um, legendary, legendary, maybe. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I can't say I'm overall disappointed because I chewed it up and blew through it in a quick pace. And I do feel like I got my money's worth. It was an entertaining story. Now, I will say um, you need to go play some of those adventures. Yeah, you were saying that there's the adventures, a lot of... They're not, they're not central to the main story, but they are cool little story chunks that are completely separate. It's almost some of them are like, "Hey, go track down this. We right. lost it during this event, and such and such was there, and blah 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 blah." So, so I'm it, wondering if we're gonna like 
there was one I encountered that was talking about Osiris, which uh, is this led in there. He was in the campaign a little bit. They talked about him, so it's kind of expanding all these other so, guardians that you heard these events mentioned around okay. them in the last game or the lore. If you watched, there's a long ass YouTube video. I watched the whole thing. My name is Bife. The lore of Destiny One went through everything from the collapse before all the way through Both the end of Destiny One. Okay, so that sounds interesting. Um, and I'm glad that they got rid of the grimoire and like put more lore in the game because I think that's where it needs to be. So if it does flesh out the world, I'd be interested in that because it is an interesting universe and I do enjoy it. But um, I just, I don't know. There was something competitive that I feel is missing. Like I compare to Halo, for example. I felt like Halo was a lot more competitive at the end in the multiplayer than Destiny is. And I don't just mean because of the controls or anything like that, but maybe it's because I was just trying to collect all the skins and the gear, and like there was like 500 different pieces of right. armor and like the emblems and so the helmets. You knew everything you could get. Maybe that's what it is, but you know, I played Destiny for a while and it just it doesn't feel as satisfying to me. And I find myself thinking, I can't wait till Xbox One comes out because <laughs> the X, because I want to go play Halo again. Even the, or Titanfall, like that was even more engrossing multiplayer. And I think maybe maybe as I get older, my preference does go more towards PvP than PVE, and I jump right into that. Like the first thing I could possibly do when it was open was I went straight into Crucible. Like level one, I was throwing rocks at people. Like, but I wanted to try it, and you know I had I didn't have nearly the cool weapons. I was getting smoked, even though it's way slower than a lot of the other, like Quake, for well, example. It's four on four, not six on six anymore. True. Which- I'm kind of. Um, I wish it was six on six. I don't know why they changed it. I, I don't think get it. with the four on four, um, you matter more. Like the six for six, you can kind of like fade out. But the disadvantage is four on four, everyone else matters more. So you might be having a hell of a game and you can't carry your team anymore. As where I think before you probably could have. Mm-hmm. Um, you really can't do that anymore. But a lot of games, you know, Halo is four on four and I think it worked fine. I didn't see an issue. That's with true. It. But the map design was different too. I think it was a much more. I think the maps were more complex, more multi-layered. As I feel, Destiny's a lot flatter maps, which is more open shooting galleries. That's like whoever has the best sniper rifle kind of thing wins. As where I feel, Halo was a lot more using your boost and grenades to kind of clear corners. Is where your power-ups in Destiny don't matter as much in multiplayer. You'll get to use a super maybe twice if you're really lucky. Yeah, the supers are really slow to charge. Power ammo you have to find, all that kind of stuff. Now, you do get your secondary guns, so you get kinetic. The the power ammo is more plentiful than the heavy ammo was last game. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. I meant the heavy ammo. Like, that you have to find. Only one person gets it. As where before everyone could open a chest and everybody could load a gallon. Right, but in this, in this, in the new, in Destiny 2, I think it loads like every two minutes. It's quicker. In multiple places around, it's, it's not quicker. just two, it's, it's like three or four. Quicker. So I feel like they took away some of those spamming the like uh, supers, for example, like the void bombs, the the, the you warlock. You never like the Narva bombs. Because it's just, you just, nothing you could do. And even now, like you're in a shooting fight with Apparently somebody. Apparently you can shoot those and explode them in the air if you're fast enough. Okay, well, I'm not fast enough then because... Um, <laughs> I feel like they took a lot of that uh, power up, the superpower ability, and kind of spread it out everywhere else, which I like because it's annoying as hell when you have somebody dead to rights and then they just go like arc dancer and just smoke you. And you're like, why are you doing this? Like, I won. That's why I they have get that. Help. That's why I have my landfall ability attacked so that when I activate it, if you're in my vicinity, you're gonna get electrocuted. And Regardless, smoked. doesn't matter. I got gotcha. you. I remember Palpatine. But do you? F- I don't know. I I don't know. Short of. It's really going to fall to Bungie at this point, in my opinion, to have a good content roadmap. 
I don't know what it is. There's been stuff that's leaked. Great. Maybe it's true. Maybe it's not. Whatever. They really are going to have to put a lot of effort into these events for the next six months, in my opinion. Well, they've got an expansion coming out in December. For me to stay interested. If the expansion is just a strike and a raid, I don't know. I it, like If it's like Eris Morn stuff, I don't know how interested I'm going to be. I mean, if, if it's... Um, I think it'll be more substantial than that. I feel like they will refresh... A whole bunch of adventures, hopefully. Oh, yeah, that would be great. And, I mean... Um, Throw the content at us. Let us... Treat it like an open-world shooter. Have a lot of open-world. I really like those adventures. The problem is, once you complete them, you can't redo them. They're they're done. They're marked off your map. Okay. Unless there's a way to reset them later so on. I know that... But I, I would hope that if you get a uh, content expansion, they would have a whole new... Maybe not as plentiful, because right now there's some planets that have tons of them on there. But they would throw those back on there... Uh, Okay, you know, so, as a re, as a content refresh, so that other than maybe a shorter campaign, a raid, a few, two new strikes or whatever, right? They throw some more adventures at you and some new multiplayer stuff, and you're good to go. So I know that Akora will give you the rematch of the day, like the re, you do a random mission, but it's not any harder. There's no difficulty. Modifier. I haven't done that yet, so it is not harder. What do it's, you get for doing it? Uh, just a random reward, a random drop. Okay. So it's not like, oh, you can't use your primary or like that'd be fun or like a fun challenge. Well, you can't this, use melee, you have to use this gun. Is it an up to light level at least though? Their enemies seem to scale generally with what you do, but it it still was more of like it might take six shots to kill a knight instead of four. Cuz I remember doing the heroic story missions in in Destiny 1 and there were times that I had a hell of a time getting through that. I still don't feel yet that I've reached that level of difficulty. I feel like it's been significantly dumbed down. Even in these rematches. Um, but I feel, yes, I, I agree that I think an expansion would help. But I don't necessarily, I think more like in terms of events. Like, um, I go back to Halo 5, I know. I talk about it a lot. But it worked well. They had those like, this weekend is Shoddy Snipers. This weekend is Rockets Only. Super Fiesta for one weekend, whatever it was. And it was like, oh, that's new. So like this coming week with the Faction War. I'm really ex- I am really I quit playing Thursday. I got to light level 258. I'm like, I'm good. I had an opportunity to play this weekend. I did not. I played PUBG pretty much the whole weekend with the boys. I'm like, I'll come back to it later. Because I knew on Tuesday, tomorrow, uh, the, the... Reset. The, yeah. the faction wars is going to... The faction rallies is going to start up. And I'll play for the next week that's all play. Because I'm going to grind for my beloved Dead Orbit. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm very excited for that. After that's over, I'm going to be out again. I'm not going to... Like, next Wednesday or whatever resets... And the faction war ends, I'll buy my gun for a thousand glimmer and deuces. I'll see you next time. So for me, they have to do events like that to keep my interest. Because once you blow through the game short of like, hey, let's run Leviathan for the 33rd thousandth time. Or yeah. let's do the Nightfall for a chance at Exotic. I just don't care anymore. There are people that do that. I, I and, I, and I'm happy that people like that. But for me personally, like I need... I need to have a reason to come back short of, hey, my little number on my screen went from 199 to 201. I just don't care anymore. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely invested. I'm going to clear out all of the adventure missions because the patrols, I just launched those the other day, started the thing that says right. you can access them now. Right. They are exactly the same as they were in Destiny 1. Exactly. They're stupid little go here, wait here missions right. or collect this many of this, collect this many of that. They're just the same stupid shit in there. I think the only reason they're there is so you can complete a challenge of the day, you know, one of their three tick marks. Right. And then get something later on. Right. But the adventures, since they have that story attached to them in the radio chatter, uh, I really like those. Now, where I think they did a good job was 
having your character progress through so many different means. Because when I played Destiny 1 and I was really into Crucible because it was fun just murdering people, I never really got anything out of it. I'd get like a light level 1 helmet and I had to like, I had to like level it up myself. But like the Iron Camel was the last one I did. I remember that. It was a night helmet that was, or it looked like a night helmet. But oh, Iron like, Banner, yeah. Yeah, the, the helmet was called Iron Camelot. That was the like, if you, there was like a standard variant, and then if you got like a five star Lord Shaxx rating, the Crucible rating, if you got it to level five, you could buy the Iron Camelot version. It was the same helmet, but like instead of gold, it was silver or something. It was like, oh, it stands out in a little plume on it and all mm. that kind of stuff. That was fun, but that was the last time I did it. But I never progressed just solely on Crucible. As we're now, because of the challenge system, because I'm doing new things, no matter what I'm doing, patrols, um, public events, adventures, whatever, I'm constantly making my character better. So it's like that play your way, air quote. Like, I feel that way. I feel like I don't have to just grind nightfalls or try to get the first raid chest or whatever to get a quarter of a light level higher. I wonder if they if they didn't increase the, the power level... Mm-hmm. Which is what they call it in the two, not right. light level, but whatever. <clears throat> Enough, because your max is like three hundred five or three hundred, and people have got there. There are people that are, are already there. Obviously, if they're playing twenty four hours, you're going to get there fast. But I'm wondering, like, why is there a limit per se on stuff right. when you can have RNG just roll stuff more and more powerful? I wonder, you know, it's interesting. I mean, there has to be an end because that's, you know, level caps and MMOs are always the big thing. Like Warcraft will be like, hey, we're adding five new levels. But with those five levels comes five new talents or enemies that are harder that you couldn't beat before or whatever. I don't know if Destiny's going to do that. But like in, in when, World of, when a World of Warcraft expansion would come out, would you be able to get to those new levels so instantaneously? Assuming you're a max level, yes. But otherwise, no, you'd have to progress through. Like you would, like there'd be like... You'd be fi- you'd be level eighty fighting level eighty guys, and then the expansion would come out. Your character level would go to eighty five, and you're fighting like level ninety five guys. Where it, it it was a challenge that you had to work your way up to that I'm not seeing here yet. Um, when you finish the story, do you remember what your power level was? It was like two hundred. Mine was about two hundred as well. So that's what I'm saying. You get two thirds the way there. I went to the tower. I got tons of handouts and gimmies, and you get this, everyone gets exotics, and you get despair, all these crazy things. Um, I went and did one challenge, which was complete the public events, and I did Cade's goodie bag, where I had to go around and get the special Cade chests, and I'm 258. So in like, within four hours, I went from 200 to 258. Mm -hmm. Now maybe I got just incredibly lucky, and I was like, whoa, I would like, but it, it was such a rapid pace it has to slow down at some point. Maybe once you get to 260, it's a month before you get to 261. I just don't know. But right now, the, the loot is overly plentiful. I'm not attached to any gun because it's like, oh, I know I'm going to get a new one soon. I only hold on to them if I like the modifiers and I carry it like my revolver and I carry it with me. Um, but other than that, I don't feel like it's much of a challenge and that's somewhat disappointing only because I feel like the game could be more than it is. So that part is a letdown. Do you feel like, as a whole, it is better than... I, it's hard to say... I don't want to say, like, vanilla Destiny, because that's what we should compare it to, but that felt incomplete. It was very broad. The original Destiny that shipped with Peter Dinklebot. Even though we played the fuck out of it. Because it was new. It was something that had never been I mean, seen. We, but... we, we, yeah, we played a lot of it. And yeah, we did. 
Um, um, so I guess from where it was like with Taken maybe King? House of Wolves, Taken King, do you right. think? Where, how, what, what would you compare it as? So Which I, is better? I definitely think this is the premier Destiny experience out of everything I've seen. Um, the story from the beginning is engrossing. The the way you level up your character, you're not stinted. Like You don't have to unlock jump at level 8 or grenades at level 10 or whatever it was. You're just given everything at the beginning. Yeah, you can modify it. Yeah, you'll get like, you know, your super will do more cool things later on down the line. Um, and that's kind of nice. I like the little quests where you have to go around and like on the Titan one, you visit all these ghosts of previous Titans to get your like the Sun Titan or the uh, Hammer Titan, you know, the Striker Titan. Yeah, the Warlock's exactly the same. That was fun. I like that. So that it, it all feels like more progression. Like I feel more connected to my titan now than i did in destiny one and i like that but i feel like destiny one although it was such a difficulty spike it really did hold end game content way over your head and i'm not even there yet so i'm gonna be talking on my butt but i feel like with destiny 2 after this faction war by the end of next weekend i'll have had enough light level that if someone is willing to have me i will have rated and completed it i feel like i'm right there yes I understand there's the elitists who want you to be light level 1 million, the very upper 1% of 1%. But, you know, talking on a microphone, I'm a competent first person shooter. I can follow directions. I speak clearly. I will log in and say, I will not log off until we're done. Uh, you have me for five, six hours, whatever it takes if we wipe a billion times. I feel like I will be able to do that and it'll be done. And then it's like, now what? And maybe I'm just talking, but I've experienced no challenges in this game. I've, I, every time I die, it's stupidity. The Crucible is laughingly easy for what I play. I'm always consistently getting a KDR of three or higher. I just, mm-hmm. it doesn't seem, I don't know what the drive is to come back. It's like, okay, I did it. I'm done. Which is unfortunate. Now, when they release the HDR patch on PlayStation 4, maybe I'll be back. If my friends actually get it on computer and they stay invested in it, Maybe I'll try it on that. I don't know, but I don't feel like I don't feel like I want to re-roll a warlock or a hunter. I don't really care because I kind of done that already. Um, there's more exotics out there that would be fun, but it's like, oh, I got a new exotic. What does it do? And I go shoot it a few times. I like it. Okay. Now what's the next? Oh, I'm already bored with it. What's the next thing? Yeah. So, um, but I'm not complaining about. It. I know it sounds like I'm really dumping on it. I'm, I'm really. There's some things I think they could have done better, but. I'm very happy, and I hope that for Destiny 3, I know we're talking, or the next expansion or whatever, they continue to push everything else with the story and other things. Make it more engaging, make the AI better, do something that really like motivates people like me who play these shooters all the time. Make it stand out more than anything else. I remember them talking about... Uh, Destiny 1 and how they had to program things a certain way and, uh, because it was still on the Xbox 360, still on yes. the PS3. Yes, I remember and that. we were supposed to have left those old consoles behind with right. the Rise of Iron expansion uh, September of 2016. And with Destiny 2, I don't really see anything that that is, I'm like, oh, well, uh, you know, this is definitely way beyond the capabilities right. of Destiny 1 that was on those old consoles. I, yeah, I don't know how they coded the game or what sacrifices they made on what engine they chose or not. But 
Um, short, short of some cosmetic things, it would be very hard for me to see any major changes between one to two, graphically at all. It really does look almost exactly the same. And there the are same. so many reused assets, so many like railings that I'm like, I remember where this railing was in the Cosmodrome. I mean, and like Zavala and all those characters look a little bit different. They're wearing different armor. They're yeah. wearing well, I don't know about different armor, but their faces look different. Like yeah, a little. Korra, when you go stand up and talk to her, looks different than she did in Destiny yes. One. They've yeah, retooled it a little I bit. Agree. All of the enemies have been retooled a little bit as far as their designs, but in terms of like uh, depth or texture or detail, right? Other than the design change, I don't not really seen anything there. That's I agree with you. Um, there was no new introduction of anything new. It felt like a lot of just reskins and just minor cosmetic changes that didn't really blow me away. I think of like sequels in general of just games that you had you played the first one and then you play. The second one that comes out two or three years later, and it's a totally different looking game. Batman Arkham Asylum to Arkham City. Oh my god. You look Arkham at City to Arkham Knight. Yes. Even. Open world, driving a car, the draw distance, the combat, everything. Uncharted to Uncharted 2, God of War to God of War 2. Assassin's Creed 1 to 2. Everyone added so much more, and it was like, oh my god. And I didn't get that wow from Destiny. Maybe it's because I'm a snob and I'm playing rapid, rapidly. I'm playing new games all the time. Maybe because I'm a 4K HDR snob with my beloved Horizon. I don't know. But, like, graphics don't mean everything. I mean, this, the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild looks laughably cartoonish, which it is, to Horizon. But I spent over 200 hours on it. I can't get enough of that game. Um, so graphics aren't everything. But... If you're not going to give me anything other than story, which you really should have done in the first one, you almost have to ask, like, why are we doing this? I wanted to play it, so I was going to buy it. That was never in doubt. I was going to get it. I wanted to see what the hype was. But now that it's here, it's like, okay, we saw our cool little one-liners. You know, you get the cool little, uh, you know, the tr you get to live out the trailer and be the hero running in, guns a-blazing, all that kind of stuff. But it left me feeling a little more hollow than I kind of hoped that it would. And I'm hoping that these events keep me motivated. And if they do a good job with events and there's always something fun going on, you know, maybe they start uh, Iron Banner next week after this Crucible. You know, every other week they I got think some. It's October, they're going to have the first one. Whatever it is, I'll keep coming back and trying it to see if it's different. But I don't, I don't think that they're going to have, since they, they launched with Trials of the Nine already ready right. to go first weekend. Correct, correct. Which is their new Trials of. Uh, what was the other one? Trials, Trials of Osiris. Osiris. Okay. Yeah. The super competitive multiplayer. That right. launched at launch with the game, which I know was a concern of a lot of people, but they're not going to wait for it to come. Of, like, they were going to, if they had waited to p launch it right. in month three, right. maybe, there would have been people that had played up until then, and then it got launched, and they would come back. Whereas, like, I'm wondering about their strategy of launching that at the very immediate. And at the same time, they took away... All the multiplayer modes. They're there, but you cannot choose... It's playlist style, yeah. If you, you only want to play Control, get. which you, was my favorite you of Destiny 1, right. I always played Control because I like those types of games. So... And you can't. You only have the non-competitive or casual playlist right. or super competitive, and it splits the modes, I think, in between those two yes. ones. You also can't choose your strikes. No. So if you have a mission quest to run this strike... You cannot go just to the map and run that anymore. You sure. have to wait your turn and, and load up on that strike in the playlist somehow. So 
I know that a lot of games have transitioned to games with service. You hear that all the time, people talking about that. Um, so the game you buy today isn't the game you're going to play in five years. We've seen that on so many games. Heroes, PUBG, you saw that. PUBG looks so different a month ago. It's, so, it's totally changed. It looked great today. I, and I'm not just talking graphics. I'm talking just control, how things worked, how doors open and close, just quality of life changes, queuing, talking, all that stuff. They constantly add more to it. Um, Destiny, I think, is really leveraging on that. Had they said, okay, guys, what's on this disc is forever, and this is all you get. You get one raid, the strikes, the multiplayer, and that's it. We're not doing any events. We'll still do Xur. That's whatever. But you're capped at light level 305, I guess, whatever you said it was. I think a lot of people would be really disappointed. I think it's that hype of like, what's the next big adventure? And that's kind of where I come from with my critique of it. And I think, okay, you guys gave me some stuff. We chewed it up and spit out in a short amount of time. What else you got? And I feel like if it's if they can't sustain that constant drumbeat of cool new things to do, people will leave. There are too many other good games out in the world. When Destiny 1 came out, that was it. But we're past that now. There is a slew of games, single player and multiplayer games, that hold my attention significantly higher than Destiny does. Right. Um, and if Destiny cannot deliver on that constant update, then I think their, their player base is going to drop drastically in the next six I months. I mean, they enlisted two new studios to help Bungie out yes. with stuff. We don't know what they're doing. Good, good. But I hope they do. I don't know if that's going to be the, the live team you want. Like, me personally, I don't see them expanding uh, anything other than this faction rally, having it once a quarter. Right. And having Iron Banner once a month. Right. And launching the harder version of the raid, which I think is coming down the pike soon. I'm like, why launch that later on when people when you know people lost interest, when your daily player count goes down? I feel like they're launching it so soon. I feel like within the first two months that thing's going to be out. And you're, then you're going to already have people, your people that you want to raid, your guided game stuff is just going to disappear because you're going to have all these people. Like when I logged back into Destiny 1, yeah, I want, really all I wanted to do was play the raid at the normal raid level and just get it done. But there was nobody playing at that level because it was so far below the level cap. Yeah. All they wanted to do was the heroic version, the hard version the of the raid. And, and that's all it's going to graduate to. When they release that, and if you don't play the raid before, then you're not okay. going ever going to be able to do it at that level unless you gather everybody up and just say, "All right, look, people." Yeah, it makes you wonder who that they're kind of catering to. Um, yeah, you're right. If content is released too quickly, you void the old stuff, and nobody cares. And if you're speaking to the vocal minority, the one percent, you know, like the professor. I don't know if you ever watched. I don't know if you watch a lot of Twitch, but professor is really Gothalian. Okay, He's a very him. popular streamer who's probably world first on Leviathan, I guess, or top five. That's all he probably did. for. He's probably playing it like 12 hours a day at least. Um, if you're catering to those type of people over the, I'd say, more than casual me, and then maybe casual probably falls more in line with you, gamer, um, yeah, you're going to blow everybody away. And you're going to leave a lot of people behind and no one's going to care for exactly the reasons you said. Like the guided games has me excited, but I'm not. I'm not holding my breath that they're going to be guided games at the light level that I'm at when I'm right. ready to play it. True, and that I think is a fault of their matchmaking in general. That you have to be thrown at the mercy of other gamers who 
may or may not be dickheads <laughs> to want to take you under their wing and teach you how to play. Um, they might just not care anymore at that point. They're just going to power through it, and if you get to see it, great. If not, you're dead weight. And I felt a lot of that when I was playing Destiny 1 a few weeks ago, trying to do some raids, and it, it was like, you know, I've never done this. I was telling people, hey, I've never done this before, but I'm willing to stay. I have a lot of time. I'm going to commit. I'm not going to leave. There were right. people, yeah, yeah. you know, they random come in people that come they in, they die, they leave right away, and people are like, oh, man, what the heck? We really need six to run this. And, you know, I got in, and somebody's like, oh, you're... Your light level is only uh, 360. What the hell? And I was like, dude, you got a 320 down there. What, sh- shut up. Right, right. You know, I'm I'm just as capable of doing this as that guy. Right. And all I needed some fucking instructions, and they were. Some teams were willing to give it, other ones were not. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they really are. They're still insisting on this non matchmaking stuff with the raid. And I understand it the way it's designed, but I think that's a fault in their design. Agreed. That they said 50% or more of our player base did not do the raid on Destiny 1. Right. And they're like, we want to improve that. We're not going to improve that if you make them so... I I mean, I feel like it's good game design. They're getting points with that with all the critics. Like, right. this requires constant communication to do this. Right, that's fun. Now, I, I watched some raid spoilers on like how to do the raid, so I know what the puzzles are, but... I don't know if you've seen them or not, but oh my god, it's not a shooting gallery anymore. It is a, it's like jumping puzzles half the time. And if you're not communicating with that, with your team all the way through, there's no way you're going to be able just to do it, to just ride anybody's coattails through. Well, I appreciate that they're not doing that. I appreciate that it's not bullet sponge AI like it was before and you're just all standing and don't stand in the poop. But it's almost, it's almost to the opposite Opposite side of the spectrum. spectrum. Um, yeah, I've never been a fan of their matchmaking. I'm still not a fan of their matchmaking or lack thereof, their stance on it. Um, I think you ca- I think almost now thinking about that more and how fast they're releasing content, it really does seem like they're catering to their one percent of the Twitch streamers, the pro 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 players who have already beaten the game ten times over now with all the characters, completely like maxed out every light level of every possible thing to do. Um because you know they're trying to cater to that Twitch audience, but you're going to leave the people who don't want to watch it and actually want to do it in the dust. And I think you're going to, you know, you always got to think like, how are you going to, you don't want to divide your audience, you know, like Rainbow Six Siege, for example, perfect example of a game that we're going to make expansions for the game, but you don't need them. It's just new characters. You don't want the new characters, it doesn't matter. Everyone's playing the same map rotation. Everyone moves through to the next gate together. You might not have the characters I have, but it's just different. If you don't like it, you can you know, earn tokens and it'll take you 10 years, but you could earn it for free. Or you could spend 10 bucks and pick them up, but we don't care. But you're all gonna play together. The fan base that was here at day one to day infinity will be the same. It doesn't seem like Destiny is aligning itself with that model. And I think it's really going to hurt them. No, it's it's you always either... been come forward or die. Right, and and I think that's what's going to drive people away, um, unless maybe the reason that they're giving away gear so fast, and the reason I went from light level two hundred two to two fifty eight in about two hours, was that they're like, hey, you're going to blow through this stuff. We got to keep feeding you. We got to feed the wolves. We're just like, you're going to just you're going to be max level in a week, dude. Here, here's more gear. Get out there and fight. Oh, you did that. Heroics right around the corner, ultra heroics right around the corner. We got crazier stuff coming around the corner. Just 
just max out, max it out. And I'm really curious for you as you play through the faction war this week, however much or little you play, I bet you you're going to be light level 260 by the end of next week. I mean, I'm going to go home and try those Cade treasure maps and see if that works for me as well. Um, I really feel like you're going to find just, I mean, light level is just going to be going up 10, 15 a tick. It's just insane how fast it happens. Um, and I feel like that's where Destiny is going to hurt itself in the long run because you really need a fan base. Now, if you're catering again to these, you know, elite guilds or clans that are going to like grind through the game, then yes, you're always going to have some buzz of people talking about it. But you look at games that like Titanfall, which I was ultra critical of, the fan base dropped very rapidly at a very quick amount of time, at least on PC. I don't, I'm assuming consoles are the same. Maybe it's not. PC on Titanfall 2, the fan base dropped to less than 10,000 within a month or two. You see the game on the budget rack months after. It's like that game, you would think that game died based just on paper. To 20, to 20 bucks, what? Within six months. Six months later? Within six months. You could argue about when their launch came out against the big ones. It doesn't matter. The fact is it dropped quickly. What they did do with the free DLC and the way that that game was designed is it dropped, but then it plateaued. It stopped. The hemorrhaging has stopped. And that game still has the same fan base now that it did five months ago. People are still playing it. I'm still playing it. Others are still playing it. So I think they did a good job. And yes... Titanfall matchmaking is very different than like what you do in Destiny. But I think there's a good lesson there that, hey, listen, you might not have a PUBG 1.3 million concurrent users every night of the week. But you're going to have certain people that are engaged and stay engaged till the end of time. And those are the people you want to cater to. Not to the Gathalians of the world who are like, oh, I built Leviathan 13 times this week. I'm bored. So if you had to give it a rating out of 10... What would you give it? I would give it a seven. That's kind of where I'm at as well. Um, to me, I feel like it did enough right to warrant a higher score than the original Destiny, which I don't know what I'd give it, like a five maybe. Or maybe on hype level, I'd give it a 20, and then, I don't know, reality versus expectation. Uh, I feel like it did things right, but it left a lot to be desired. And compared to other shooters that I've played, it doesn't have those hooks that make me want to try much more. I think the reason I'm at a 7, it's very good. I, I like it. I would probably give it like a 7.5. Like I said, you need to try the adventures. They're great. I will. I'm, I'm, um, I'm going to try that probably tomorrow during the faction. But um, I just think because we've had so long with the other game, right. and since the last expansion did come out so recently, or at least maybe for me, I didn't start that uh, thing until You were really late March, to the I was going to say I think, that. I think I want to say take, Rise take, of Iron. Oh, okay. I was at launch day on Taken King, took the day off work, played it. Yeah. Rise of Iron came out. I could care less. And I think I got it in March or something of this year. Very, very late. And I, I played through it, and I was like, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll check back in later. And they didn't really do anything past that. That was supposed to last them a whole year, from September to this September. And I feel like they didn't execute properly uh, with that expansion. Like, Taken King was such a huge expansion, it lasted a whole year. So Rise of Iron came out in September 2016. Yeah. And I will tell you that by December, I was done with it. Probably less. I remember playing with some friends online who would call me or text me, hey, do you want to play Destiny? 
And the last time I played was the last time they called me to play Destiny. And I was like, eh, I'll be your filler. But I'm not, like, I'm not in it anymore. Yeah. On my light levels, I don't care. I'm done. I'll just do it to chat with you about work. We could bitch about people we don't like at work. <laughs> but the game is just background. Um, so I don't know. It's an interesting formula. Is it enough? Time will tell. I mean, I hope I'm wrong. I, I, I hate to see games fail. I really do. I was really critical of Lawbreakers, and that game dropped. It, they had less than 30 people on yesterday. It's dead. I mean, probably developers are probably 10 of them. Um, and, I'm, I, and I don't take comfort in that, and I do feel bad. I don't think, I think Destiny's one of those too big to fail. It's too much hype. It's always going to have somebody playing it. Um, but I just hope that for you know, the casual fans who are invested in it, maybe not at this breakneck pace, by the time they're ready to do things, it still matters. Instead of just jumping content and like, ah, forget the original raid. That's boring. Go do the new raid now. Uh, we'll carry you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know if that's the case or not. But um, I hope they don't blow through the content too quickly. And I hope that it's not a failure by um, them not planning out all these contents at a reasonable pace for people to beat them. I think if you said the next expansion is going to come out, you said this year? I think it's December. That seems way too but fast. But that was the same schedule they were on with um, the Dark Below. On that the just first seems game. so. Yeah, I it was guess. September to December. That just seems so fast to me. That oh, here, Clay choking. I don't know if the microphone picks that up. She's probably had a nightmare. My dog had a nightmare. Everyone, she's okay. Uh, it just seems so fast to me. It just seems like it's like those games that announce DLC before the game comes out. It's like, well, which they did. I know, and a lot of games do this. Um, a lot of them do it. It's frustrating, but I feel like you gotta you gotta take some time to let people adapt and play and learn and move on. And if if you're already thinking of the next thing, it makes you wonder if the sixty dollars was justified. Like like I was asking before, if if I know it's kind of a service model, but if Destiny stopped everything today and they said this is all you get, I don't know if that game would be worth sixty dollars. I think it would be with all the adventures. You think so? Oh, I'm glad the to hear that. The adventures are hefty. They're, they are hefty pieces of content. I'm glad to hear they that. They are almost, they may be a smidge shorter than any of the story missions you played. I'm glad to hear that. They, they are multi-layered in three parts. I thought they would be like patrols length with a little bit of story. Patrol plus. No, they are... Um, voiced over, good Voiced stuff. over. Okay. Three, three or more parts. Well, I'm, I'm, ex I'm really happy to hear that because playing through the main story only and the little bit of multiplayer that I've dabbled into, I was like, oh no. That's just like a 10-hour game. It is a lot of the same. So I feel like if you really enjoy Destiny 1 and the progression at the end, you will definitely enjoy Destiny 2. I just don't know that there's enough progression past that Gotcha. for, for hardcore people or even casual people to keep playing Longer and longer and longer. It sounds like good fodder to play through to make sure that that orbit wins. <laughs> definitely, <laughs> definitely gets you to uh, Assassin's Creed Origins and good whatever else is coming out. Shadow of War. I'm protesting that. That's fine. I'm not going to get it right away either. But I'm protesting. I'm looking forward to playing it. I'm protesting the microtransactions until a later date. The fifteen dollar budget bin. That's what my text was or my tweet was. I'll see you the $15 budget then. And I got a lot of like... <laughs> well, that game will certainly wait for you until then. That's for sure. It will. Yeah, I don't think... Uh, I don't. I just don't know what their thoughts were on the microtransactions. But it's good to hear because I do have quite a backlog. There are still a lot of games that I want to grind through that I'm a little more interested in on Destiny. But 
in fairness, um, Destiny did wow me, and there were some really cool story moments that I was really genuinely like floored by. I was like, "Whoa, I did not see that coming," and I like that. That was good. It's it's like good. Make the villain matter. Make the story matter. Show me a progression of you know cocky people who get humbled, who have to work their way back up. The progression of the guardian or the leadership who was like. I don't want to die. What happens when I die? I'm nothing without my light. Like, and then seeing at the end, like, I don't care if I die. This is the right thing. Right. We're going to go fight. That was cool. I love that arc. And I'm like, great. You guys finally figured out how to tell a meaningful story. But I need more of it. There was still no, no definition of what the fuck the Traveler was. Like, I expected at the very end to see a silhouette of a person or some being or whatever. And there's nothing. Um, nothing, nothing toward that was. Maybe. Oh, we awakened a new enemy. Come see us in the expansion, guys. Like, I was like, uh. But if they had, if they had somebody, if the traveler is a person, they refer to him almost as a person. If they had somebody walk out of that giant, if he was a giant among Earth, uh, walk out of that giant ball and be like, I am here. I am your god. Boom. Cut to credits. That doesn't happen, so it's not a spoiler. But boom, cut to credits. I'd have been like, whoa. Do you remember? Get me the next expansion now. I'll play all the way through. Do you remember the, uh, somebody edited the first ending of Destiny 1 where they're like, look out there, Guardian. And it was screenshots of the PlayStation Store for the expansion pack. They like photoshopped it. <laughs> yeah. Out there is your future. And it's like, bye now, Destiny. Yeah. Um, you know, the thing though with the Traveler is if the Traveler is supposed to be God or some being of God, then it's up to you to determine what that is or is not. I feel like in a sci fi universe, you can define that. Okay. I mean, maybe it's just. This it is, is not set in our world, it's set in a far, far flung future. They can define it. They can maybe do what they want. Maybe it just is there. He doesn't have to be God, he could be some all super powerful alien being. That maybe is from the far, 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 far future and traveled back in time to prevent the darkness from taking over or whatever. I feel like when they have that cop out of, oh, I'll just die and respawn, it really does cheapen any heroic moment of anything ever. Because it's like, hey, you died. Okay, see you in 30 seconds. Like, it doesn't feel like it's so like me. You're just like, I'm just going to pop back in and everything's okay. It's like, well. I feel like if there's more um, mortality to it, then everything would have more meaning. There were so many darkness, respawn, restricted moments in this game that I blew through in one pass. Exactly. Whereas the first game, any time, a a good majority of the time I encountered those for the first time, had to slow down, I would get my ass kicked, Mm. and, and try and try again. There was nothing like that in this first game at all. I agree with you. That's kind of sad. But, um, because there is no difficulty level, you don't set it for easy, normal, hard, anything like that. And other than those redo missions, there's really no incentive to go back for tokens or whatever she gives you. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we've said as much as we can say. You've said it all. You're going to go home and probably get, uh, scolded. I'm sorry. Oh, it's late. I had to put the kid to bed myself. Oh, wah, wah. She might hear this. We love She's you, She's not going to listen to it. We love you, Mandy. No, don't listen to those lies. To don't listen to those lies. I wish. Oh um, yeah, complaints. So we'll probably have to get together again. It may not be till the end of the year. I, I don't know. You're a very busy man. <laughs> I will be very busy, yes. Um, but I, we're going to have to do at some point, because we're getting close. I mean, we're really narrowing in. We only have a few months left. We're only a hurricane away from destruction. <laughs> Yes. Um, we'll have to do our game of the year 
Um, I will not shock you like I did with the Rocket League game of the year. I, I will play. I will have played a lot more Destiny by then, oh, and wow. also I will have played. I have played through uh, one of the Shadow of Mordor expansions, which I enjoyed. Oh. I have started to break into the season pass for um, Arkham Knight, oh. which is very cool. Oh, and I find there was one last piece of DLC. The uh, the final piece of DLC they released is like more villains and stuff. So I thought that was a standalone story like the Nightwing and Batgirl one is. Yeah. But actually, it's more villain missions in this in the regular ah, game. So I had to log back in to my, continue my game before I That's killed myself. interesting. And uh, go find him there. So I haven't done that yet. Okay, so... Yeah, so start thinking about Game of the Year. And I've played For Honor this year, thanks mm. to Free Play Days. It blew through that really quick. This is definitely... One of the best years in gaming in a very long time. There's a, there's a definite pecking order of games that have reached the top, and the spoiler is it's not Destiny. <laughs> what? Um, but I'm not, I will have, we'll do a proper thing. We'll bring our list. Yep. You will be amazed yep. at my answers. What is your shock and awe? First Xbox One X game going to be one hundred percent without a doubt. Already downloaded the content. Halo Five. 100%. Halo 5. I am ready. I am ready for Halo 5. I cannot wait. I will play the campaign on ex- uh, Extreme, whatever the hell it is, and I will destroy it with my Pro Controller. 4K HDR. I will love it, and I cannot wait to get so back you're, you that. did not bite on the Assassin's Creed Origins stuff they sold you at Not E3. sold on Assassin's Creed Origins one bit. It doesn't look that great, although it still had a lot of polish left. I wasn't playing on HDR. Um, I still There's a lot left to see on that game, um, but it's going to be that. It's going to be Gears. Um, I don't know what else is next. All right. But... You have to wait and see. We'll have there's an Xbox party soon at the store. Maybe we'll go to it, maybe we won't, but if nothing else at the end of the year, clear your calendar and giving you three month notice. Bring your list and prepare to be amazed by what I have to All offer. Right, we will throw down. So thanks for having me at my house. Thank you for having <laughs> me at your house. And I will I'll be quiet and I'll let you say your farewell. All right. Thank you everybody for checking out BK's Bullets Video Games Edition here on the Comic Timing podcast channel i guess you can call it now a podcast feed as always you can check out uh myself brent casina and the regular host of comic timing ian levenstein talking about comic books i feel like we need to do an episode very soon it's been a little bit of uh time since we had the last one did wait real quick is it did ian get a girlfriend yes he did i understand (laughs) i had a friend once who did youtube (laughs) videos with me and then he met a girl, and then I lost my partner. Ah. So if I'm not any, I don't know anything about comic books. But if you want to carry on the tradition, I will gladly ask stupid questions, I and gave, I will be, I will be your filler. If host. you listen to the last episode, which was uh, had the Wonder Woman and Guardians and the Galaxy review in it, Wonder Woman was like, was that this year? Yes, it was very very late. <laughs> oh my god, it was very very late. Um, I gave, I guess, still give Ian a lot of shit. I think it made in the episode about you know him being in puppy love and ignoring us, his regular. Folk. I, I mean, I clearly live in the video game land, but I will offer my limited services to assist in any comic book related stupidity questions. Right. If you have the 
desire to continue. Oh, I do. I will be your Ian. <laughs> that's in, in segueing into other places you can find us. Yes. That's partially else? why my YouTube videos on the BK's Bullets YouTube channel, just search BK's Bullets on YouTube, you'll yes. find me. That's why they are so long sometimes because I spent, I'm editing them and I usually just shoot from the hip. Right. And don't plan out very much stuff. And I think that's my style and it fits, works for me. But sometimes when I'm going back and editing them or rewatching them, I find myself spending more time explaining events or background of events of things I'm commentating on than actually reviewing something uh, in a comic or in a movie or, you know, talking about whatever the subject line is. Right. So. I feel like I would be totally fine explaining the comic book universe to you Dude. because I definitely could have taught you some shit on your uh, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite unboxing. There's a lot of times I was watching that, you and Rachel, your and wonderful I, wife, and, I, even and said, I was like, oh, yeah, I can I, tell you this and tell you that and tell you this and tell you and that. And I feel like five or six times I said, hey, you did. hey, well, I wish Brent was here. You Brent did. will leave that in the comments. Um if you noticed, your channel views have gone up semi-significantly in the last five or so videos. I have not looked. Oh. So. I have been broadcasting your information on the comics subreddit. Uh-huh. Spamming it weekly. And you have a small, loyal following of people who respond almost immediately and have since subbed your channel. I have two I'm not saying out. I'm not saying it's thousands. You're in the you're still in the sub 100s. Oh, that's fine. But you're teasing 100 on many videos. I will take credit for it. Okay, I will have to check that. I have not I don't check because I don't get notifications of comments or something. I don't I don't check it. But so there are I do few, check it in the next couple of days. But not that I have much pull with anything about anything, but you uh, you will should notice a slight increase in excitement. Awesome. Well, let's stop talking about mine. Let's go to yours. You are Viper Magic on YouTube. I am. V-Y-P-E-R space M-A-J-I-K. Branding of the gods. It takes me... You have no idea so how many times stupid. if I'm not on my YouTube channel and I have to type in yours. The moral of the story How is to spell fucking magic three different fucking ways... And get it wrong every time. The moral of the story, kids, is when you are in college in your sophomore year and you come up with a handle or a handle is given to you, think about the YouTube and the Twitter. (laughs) Even though it didn't exist when I was in college. Maybe YouTube did, but Twitch and all that sure did not. Twitter did not. Still could have just kept the Jassifat. Yeah. Anyways. But that's okay. But yes, find me there or find me on Brent's channel or wherever and um, see you in the funny pages. Yes. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. You can check out Comic Timing here on ComicTiming.net. You can check me and Jim out on the Twitters, on the Facebooks. If we friend you, uh, maybe, maybe not. I usually keep that on the public Comic Timing Facebook page, which you can find at Comic Timing on Facebook. And you follow us on YouTube. Check out Ian's stuff. He posts a lot of stuff. He will definitely friend you on Facebook, and uh, he has a lot of great content on his Facebook page. So check us out there. Thank you once again, and we will see you guys next time.